Welcome to the Learner Space Conversations. My name is Gabriel Scheidt, and this is our last episode for this season one, and it is our, our very own Christmas special. At the end of every episode, we asked our guests what their wishes would be for education. We said, if by some sort of miracle, the, the genie came out of the bottle and it could grant them one wish for education, what that wish would be. And more, more often than not, they were taken aback and, and they had to think for a few instants before responding. And this was not for lack of clarity, but rather I think because so much is needed regarding change in education that it was surely almost impossible to narrow it down to a single wish. But every one of them came back with a heartfelt, meaningful and powerful wish for education. And we thought there could be no better Christmas special than the end of the season episode than compiling all of these wishes from our guests, what they would like to see to magically happen, so that they give us a vision of what education could be. Here they are, in their own voices, their wishes for education. Yong Sao, university professor at the University of Kansas at, and the Melbourne Graduate School of Education in Australia, author of over 100 articles and 30 books, one of the most influential voices in education these days. Oh my God. Well, I have too many, but you know, if you want one, I would uh, just want uh, every teacher to recognize every human being in front of them wants to learn they're natural born learners but wants to learn something different and they are different and also they are intentional so that is every child wants to do something for purpose so we have purposeful diverse and natural born learners if everyone accept that and then work with each child to develop a plan of learning not to teach them necessarily, but to develop a plan of learning to find them the resources through technology, I think education can change. Mary Barden, lifetime civil rights activist, former president of the Black Sash. She fought alongside Nelson Mandela, Desmond Tutu and other civil rights pioneers in abolishing apartheid in South Africa. Oh, try and think of a realistic wish rather than a completely one out of out of the air. Uh, <laughs> I would wish for South Africa that we um, could take some serious steps towards removing inequality and poverty, uh, and and take them immediately so that there could be a visible, instant change. Because the trouble is people have waited so long that they don't want to wait any longer. Mm. Ainsley Rose is one of those people who is most admired by his colleagues, in this case, fellow educators and school principals. He's a former director of education for the Western Quebec School Board, 
educator, author, speaker, and consultant, and right now on the, the final touches of his book on influence. Well, I guess that one wish is that we can uh, get to the point in education where um, our students are desperate to want to come to school, uh, as opposed to having been mandated to have to attend school until they're 16 years of age. I think that's the basis of the regulations in most countries is you have to attend school for a certain period of time. Um, and if, if, if we had kids who would be running to get to their school, to get into their teacher's classroom because they are so excited about what it is they're doing and what they're learning, um, I would think that maybe that's the, the end, the end point. You know, this algorithmic way of teaching for me is stuffing the pig as opposed to them having passion and desire to want to learn more about something that they're, that they're, that they're driven and excited about, regardless of what it is. Andre Mampren is a leadership consultant. He's the former director of leadership development at the BAM Center, and he's also the co-founder and director of the Next Institute. He has thousands of hours interviewing and coaching leaders all over the world. I think uh, <laughs> leaders are human and um, they just want to do the right thing. So I wish um, everybody to be well, to be loved, uh, to do the right thing and to contribute. That would be my wish to, to, you know, to making whatever they endeavor, they choose to be the best and, you know, making a good contribution to the world. That would be my wish. <laughs> Pavel Luksha is a systems thinker. He is the founder and director of the Global Education's Future Initiative. And he's also a professor of practice at the Moscow School of Management. Pavel is a visionary thinker who is applying systems thinking to the world of education. Something that I'm thinking about is that everyone needs to wake up to the realization that we are all lifelong learners, uh, that education is not equal to learning, uh, but it could be a, a system that supports uh, lifelong learning and that uh, we are empowered to, to learn for life and, and to take every opportunity we have in life as learning opportunity and if we waken up to that then uh, we will start to have a totally different uh, uh, education system. Pasi Salberg has been the voice of Finnish education for the last decade, is the author of Finnish Lessons, What the World Can Learn from Educational Change in Finland and currently a professor of education policy at the University of New South Wales in Sydney, Australia. Pasi is one of the leading and most respected voices in education today. So my wish would be that 
you, you know we need to we need to do less of this defending our positions in these camps that we have created in education um, you know sometimes it's a camp uh, camps between the technology and non-technology sometimes it's a camp between you know private education and public education and sometimes it's uh, about traditional direct instruction and and inquiry based uh, progressive education i think you know those those are all acceptable and and okay things to have but i would ask this fairy to you know go around these educators and communities particularly in places like united states and probably argentina and certainly here in australia and try to help people to you know step out from these camps and their positions for a while and try to avoid this defending their own uh, own things and see more kind of a fuzzy solutions kind of a, these gray areas where we can kind of a combine different things and keep a little bit away from your own own kind of a things that you have been holding for your life and see that you know the, the reality the world is actually much more complicated and complex than that and you know if only we could, we could be able to do that in different places and understand a little bit more why some people have the strong views about for, for example this technological uh, future and solutions and and how we can bring those you know my views and theirs close i think we would see much different things coming out in in this education uh, reform and educational change uh, things so i don't know I, i might have something something else to say to you about this wonderful question but let's leave it to the next conversation when we yeah, meet okay wonderful thank you Bathy. and then you know um i believe one of the one of the the real the real life changing judy willis is a neurologist classroom teacher a best-selling author international speaker and researcher and she's widely recognized as the pioneer in the application of neuroscience to learning be flexible do not invite learners to give what is the answer that's just shutting down brains what else as i said before so there is that word what is the answer could be eliminated from education and life because there's needs to be more than one so don't use the word the or the Thank you Judy that that was wonderful. Judy where where can our listeners follow your work? Twitter, blog, Twitter Judy Willis and website J Willis Neuro. No. Yeah, no worries. I'll, I'll post that on yeah. the site when when okay. we publish it. That's it because on my website they can link to the hundreds of articles, videos, <laughs> etc. Enjoy it, but don't be hung up. If one of them is seems boring, go on to the next, but evaluate it with your confirmation bias in mind. If you think something is too hard, well, maybe if you watch it again or hear it again, that doesn't just apply to what I do. Don't just write something off as too hard or not applicable. Let your brain explore it. And then if you're bored, if it doesn't seem applicable, think why Doug Reeves is an award-winning author, international speaker and researcher, and he has always been one of the most lucid and clear voices in education. 
His insights are more relevant today than ever. It would be that the hiring criteria for teachers is less about transcripts and certifications and more about um, love, unconditional love for children. Because I can teach you assessment, I can teach curriculum, I can't teach you how to love kids. Esther Wolczyki is a classroom teacher, best-selling author, entrepreneur in the edtech industry, and clearly one of the most influential educators of our time. She has been called the godmother of Silicon Valley. More respect for students and their ideas, giving them some control of their learning. That doesn't mean all, just some. How about, like I said, 20% of the time, 25%. Right now, students have zero control. David Gleason is a child psychologist. He has worked with high-performing international schools for many years and uncovered the inconvenient truth that many children and teenagers are suffering the effects of what he calls hyperschooling. that the goal of education um, is not material success, but the goal of education is to educate every child according to his or her um, own capacities um, and to have them taste success uh, at, a, at a level that's, that, that is available to them at every age that they are. Um, that the goal of education is to help children become more whole, uh, more balanced, more healthy, goal-directed human beings and not make them feel like they're, they're failures if they don't get into the top schools. Rosan Bosch is an architect, artist, innovator, and she has become a global icon for how learning spaces can impact the way we learn. Um, one wish for education. I mean, maybe I would say it's, to be honest, I mean, when I think about the projects I do, I don't think about education. I actually always think about the children. And I know it sounds a bit strange, but I don't know. It's my perspective to it. And children is also a university, you know, it's actually humans. So I always feel a little bit about what I'm doing as as setting children free. I know it sounds bad. I mean, to, when it really comes to the core of things, it's simply, I feel sometimes like somebody who's, you know, kind of opening up prisons and, and letting children out and allowing them to learn. I mean, this is it. Because I believe that a human being wants to learn and, and give them a feeling of, of, of self-esteem because I see so many, I mean, to be honest, I see so many broken young children and young people as well which have been made fat to feel like they cannot succeed or are not good enough you know or or are 
not creative or can't do math or languages or will never succeed and so on and so forth for thousands of reasons and the truth is that that it's not true <laughs> most people almost i cannot think of a human being that does not have a value you know and that will not be able if they are allowed to use this in a proactive way they can make a, a you know something better so it's for me it's really i mean i start and now i sound very abstract but the one wish i would like to do is to free all children like the um, you know there's a fairy tale of the guy playing the flute you know and and uh making the rats going out of the city and then he plays yeah, yeah, yeah. and all the kids follow follow yeah. him out of the city i mean i would like to be that guy with the flute and then i'm taking all the kids out of school you know and now people are going to be really scared when they hear this oh, podcast because i feel that i'm i'm irresponsible but i'm not because it's about i would like to give all the children the sensation and the belief in their own creativity and their uh, empowerment to be able to actually impact the world. There's always something you can do. Ben Walden is a former lead actor of the Globe Theatre in London, founder and director of Contender Charlie, a company with which he travels the world inspiring children, teenagers and corporate leaders on effective leadership practices through Shakespeare. Kindness. Kindness, that we are kinder to each other and more respectful of each other's lives and feelings. And you can do that and still develop a highly educated and academically rigorous curriculum as well. Erin Gruel is the legendary Room 203 teacher on whom the blockbuster movie The Freedom Writer's Diary was inspired. She is an educator, best-selling author, and currently working with her freedom writers to spread their work around the world. That educators, teachers, principals teach to a kid and not to a test. My, my country, America, has grappled with scores and grades, um, standardized tests, And in, and in doing so, it puts the Sue Ellens of the world outside of, of success. It, it alienates them. And, and in our country, we have this school to prison pipeline, you know, where kids who are not great test takers, who are not, uh, don't know how to, how to play the game, they stop playing the game. And so I think that we've got to do exactly what you've always done. Um, teach to them. There's no one size fits all. So we've got to figure out how to, how do we crack a kid? How, how do we find what makes them tick? How do we make the Suellens of the world understand that that beautiful brain is different, but is in that uniqueness, it is special. Um, we've got to stop using words like disabled, disadvantage, uh, dyslexia. All of those words start with D-I-S in English, which is less than and other. And when we start thinking of different ways to describe how our kids think and learn and process, that's going to be the game changer. Thanks for joining us. 
You can find every one of our episodes at conversations.thelearnerspace.org. Once again, that is conversations.thelearnerspace.org, where you will find complete summaries for each one of the episodes, as well as links and resources uh, from every one of our guests in the conversations. This is the end of season one. Thanks to all of our listeners. Thanks for the many messages of support and encouragement. And thanks especially to all of our guests who've inspired us with their open and candid reflections on the future of education. We hope you have enjoyed these conversations and we sincerely wish that 2022 brings us closer to making change happen in education. Until then. <laughs>